Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Hello, and welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl. Well, kind of not exactly. Uh, Today, I'm just your host, because we're talking about the movie Us by Jordan Peele, and uh, is not an appropriate movie for a child. At least not my child, who's 12, uh, Hank. Um, I decided to, to see this movie first and then see if it was like it would work for him. It, in my opinion, it does not. But Hank and I thought we would include it in the podcast, uh, mainly because we're, we because it's Jordan Peele and it's us and it's his second movie and the movie did extremely well. So we wanted to, you know, at least include it. And this is going to be very, very brief. Uh, There will be spoilers in this, and mainly I just want to give you kind of my gist of it. I don't want to go into a full-blown review or anything like that. I guess the things I really want to be uh, clear about and communicate is that, one, I don't think it's appropriate for a 12-year-old boy named Hank Harris, or Hank Owl, excuse me, and... uh, But obviously, you know, you're going to use your judgment. Uh, There were kids in the movie theater, uh, some of them really, really young, so probably oblivious, Others not that young, and it was packed. And I think be- when you see a movie like in a really full theater, especially a horror movie, it kind of becomes less scary. At least it does to me. Like, there were moments that could have been like if you're watching it by yourself at one a.m. You know, in your living room, or like out in the middle of the woods. You know, in a, your a, a cabin or something like that. That's going to be a lot more terrifying. And this, there was. Uh, a lot of scary moments, but also a lot of uh, joy and uh, conviviality. And some of it, laughter when there's supposed to be laughter, I think. Because it, even though it's, it's certainly a horror film, it is also very funny at times. But then also there was a, a decent amount of unintended humor, I think. Uh, mainly because it just kind of that nervous laughter thing that happens when a bunch of people get together. Uh, is part of it. And sometimes, in some moments, where there were just things that are funny that shouldn't be funny. Uh, they're supposed to be scary, but they just don't come off well. Uh, so this movie, uh, you know, obviously it's Jordan Peele's second movie. His first movie was Get Out that kind of was just a huge cultural phenomenon. It was a you know, box office success. It was also, you know, extremely uh, well-received critically. It... Um, it was, I really loved it because it was a great genre film. Like it completely works on just like a genre film level, but it was also had this great social commentary about where we are. It was in a universe that was believable, but yet also, you know, if you weren't watching a movie and somebody told you that they were, you know, auctioning off bodies <laughs> of African-Americans to, you know, rich white dudes to uh, inhabit I think we'd all be surprised about that. But given the movie and given how they made it, like it was completely believable in its own self-contained world. Um, Us, to me, doesn't quite achieve the success of Get Out. And it's mainly because of the the surprises at the end. So let me just say there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, uh, you know, turn this off. Don't listen to it. Uh, or fast forward towards the end, and uh, and I think you'll be okay. Because there are two major kind of surprises, and one of them works and has stuck with me, and I think about it, but I'm not sure 
when I go down the logical trail at the end of it, I'm not sure it goes to a place that's incredibly interesting. And the other big kind of surprise to me doesn't work. And honestly, at the end, I don't think either one of them really, really work in order to make this film what Get Out was, you know, culturally and uh, successfully as a film. Uh, us, you've probably know the plot already, but we have a family, we have duplicates. And this is where, spoiler alert, this is where the whole explanation goes. And in Get Out, you know, we understood what happened. There was a great explanation of what happened. It was it was done well. It was not like, hey, this is exposition. Here's what's going on. It was, but it was so smooth, it didn't feel like that. And in this, there is a moment of like where they say, hey, audience, we're going to explain this to you. But the, to me, the explanation of the tethered and what's going on with them and this effort to have duplicates and the soul being split between them, it just took me out. I just didn't buy it. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe that there were these people down here. I, don't, I didn't understand the machinations of exactly how it works. So, you know, the tethered are doing exactly what we're doing, but they're doing it below ground and they're not doing it with the soul. So that that explanation, I didn't work at all for me. Like it completely, it made me roll my eyes, to be honest with you. So even though the movie was so beautifully shot and the acting is really, really great, it um, the story itself was just kind of, eh. And I was disappointed because... Because of Get Out, and also because of the trailer and this idea of, you know, duplication and twins and this family and, like, the kid in the trailer for the movie says, like, you know, they're us. So I was really expecting, I guess, some or hoping for some kind of cultural commentary or personal commentary regarding the nature of, of human beings and what we need to do to live whole lives. I figured this was some kind of like dark side of us coming out kind of thing. And there were certainly elements of that, but it certainly wasn't as uh, elegant or as uh, comprehensive as I was expecting. Again, there's just so many, too many gaps and too many questions to make, be able to enjoy the movie and love it. I still liked it. I had a good time. It was scary. It was fun. It was well shot, well acted. Um, but it it, it it because of these gaps in like who the tethered are, who created them, is this really what it would work? They would just leave them down there, and they have the whole you know there's that whole message in the beginning about all the tunnels, and so was this everywhere in the world? You know how do marriages work? What do, how do families work? You know if I was on a date to the prom, or my tethered and my t girlfriend's tethered, are they on a date for the prom too? Just downstairs, you know it just there's just too many questions like that that I could not let go um it wasn't scary yeah certainly scary for me at least uh funny yeah funny unintendedly funny sometimes unintendedly funny but that told the whole premise of it that there were you know duplicates and tethers and there's one soul and they share that i would enjoy the movie so much more <laughs> before i knew that and before that explanation explanation was given now, the other big twist that you probably know, and again, a spoiler alert if you don't, at the very beginning of the movie is a flashback from 1986 where we see uh, Adelaide as a child run off from her uh, disagreeable family and experience a double choking her. 
Well, towards the end of the movie, we actually see what really happened is the double choked her and then switched places with her so that the woman we think of as Adelaide was actually her double, her tethered double, who is, you know, I guess her without a soul. And so parts of that were really, I kind of saw it coming, but not really. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter if I saw it coming or not, as long as it's well done. And that part I did enjoy and is well done. But when I try to think about that reveal in relationship to then the rest of the movie, it didn't have things like slide into place. And I am going to, I'm sure I'll probably see this again, not in the movie theater, but when it you know comes to cable or Blu-ray or whatever. So I will verify this and, and, and I'll say if I'm wrong on this now, like it wasn't one of those reveals that made you go, Oh, that's, Oh, I totally get that now. I see that. That's perfect. What are they? Uh, I forgot what author said. You know, your ending should be surprising but inevitable. This did not feel inevitable. It did feel surprising. Uh, but I, again, I'll watch it again and at some point and see if it actually, if uh, all the clues kind of fit into where it ends up satisfying. It has been fun to think about the fact that, okay, so Adelaide was actually a tethered, which means she has no soul, which, you know, that was thing. And, and it's fun to think about, okay, so she was actually just a real girl, and now she's switched places, and so she's dancing because she's a real girl, and she can be a leader and create this Hands Across America thing. Um, again, didn't feel especially awesome. I kind of did like the last shot of, uh, you know, this is happening all over the world, but again, that just raises more questions. To where the movie kind of sunk for me a little bit is when we realized when I realized that uh, everybody has a tethered double. So we had the uh, the other family they meet at the beach and I've forgotten the actress and the actors who played that family, but you have like their friends and their counterparts and we see at their house, and their dynamic was hilarious by the way. I was so the, the commentary between, I, I was expecting more kind of fun social commentary with them, but when I when they had doubles and they were killed, like then okay, so everybody's got doubles, and we have this these news reports. It just it took something away from me. I think it would have been more powerful if we would just have this one family and concentrated on their twins and doubles. And what does that say about the darkness within each of us that we we're trying to fight? Um, I was digging that part of it and looking forward to exploring that rather than when we make it macro, the logistics come in. Instead of like just being this kind of supernatural thing with our other selves that are out there, you know, harming us and searching for us and trying to punish or control, when it became macro and a societal thing uh, examined, like in the, lar- in the macro with the society, the, the, all the logistical questions overwhelmed the theme and the interestingness, at least for me. Uh, so I hope that, uh, that I didn't, you know, I hope you heard the spoil warnings and, uh, and I, I would encourage you to see the film. Uh, I think it's a good film and I think I'd see it in the big screen. If, uh, if you haven't, like I would, I would, I think it's worthy of that. Certainly, uh, visually it's incredibly interesting. The music's great. The acting is incredible. Um, it's just the premise of it to me keeps it like a, the B, 
B minus even level for me, to be honest with you, uh, just because of those those questions that were the, the premise, the entire premise of the movie, basically, uh, is why I, I would give it a B minus rather than something higher. Like with Get Out to me was like an A minus uh, because it was so well done and because it had, you know, deeply uh, examined themes of what was going on in, in society. So that's our little review uh, or a little commentary, I guess, for this movie. I don't want to be in the business of doing reviews. Uh, we will be back with the next episode, both Hank and I. It will also be a little bit of a different episode because I went to see a movie that was R-rated, and he went to see a movie that was not R-rated, and so we'll both be talking about the mo- each movie that we saw, but we have not seen each other's movies. So we're playing around and experimenting a little bit. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, go see us. Just, um, you know, keep the, um, keep your expectations in the, in the normal level. And I'll be very curious to see what, uh, what Jordan Peele's next movie is. I love that he's doing genre work and horror work. And I think that's great and cool. I just want it also have that extra deeply ingrained and, and wedded theme to everything else in it. But, uh, you know. What do I know? It's a lot easier to say what a movie uh, you'd like a movie to be than uh, to actually make a movie. That's for darn sure. So congrats to Mr. Peel and everyone involved in the movie. And we will see you next time on the Owls uh, on Culture podcast. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Hirat. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email, a twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.